Welcome to Passion. For more information about Passion, please visit us online at www.passionchurch.tv. Now let's join the service already in progress. Well, I was going to talk to you about Connected. Uh, guys, we're not going to go with the program. Uh, I don't do this very often in my life. Most of you that know me know that I always prepare. And so with the snowstorm, I've had lots of time to prepare. And, and my wife always says you can tell all, how long I'm going to preach by how many pages of notes that I have because she times every page by there's a page that's so many minutes. Well, I've got eight pages, so you know I prepared. I had a wonderful clip I wanted to show you, the Beverly Hillbillies, that would just really be great. So I had this elaborate sermon prepared on connected, getting connected, staying connected, tuned in, turned on. And then because Steve asked me to do both services and we couldn't do it, the second service, I, I'm, I'm an evangelist and I can't preach like the pastor, both, the, both services, same sermon, I can't do that. So I was going to talk to you about Tiger's transgression and before we moved into the new season, the new, the new year, I wanted to rehearse what transgression and sin is really all about and what it does to us. Okay, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Uh, while we were worshiping, the Lord just spoke very clearly into my spirit. And so I just want to call your attentions for just a few minutes to one of the Psalms. It's a very unique Psalm. It's Psalm chapter 46. There's a title to this Psalm. It says it's for the choir director. It's a Psalm that David wrote distinctly as a mascal or a Psalm of teaching. In other words, he develops a theme and a lesson. He puts it to music. He gives it to the choir director as the choir sings it. It teaches the congregation of Israel a spiritual lesson. He even told them the tune to sing it by. It's for the soprano voices. Everyone can't sing this song, only those who sing in soprano. But he says in Psalm chapter 46, it is for the descendants of Korah. It's the lesson he learned from the life of Korah. And this is the New Living Translation. He says, God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. So we will not fear when earthquakes come and the mountains crumble into the sea. Let the oceans roar and foam. Let the mountains tremble as the waters surge. A river brings joy to the city of our God the sacred home of the Most High. God dwells in that city. It cannot be destroyed. For the very break of day, God will protect it. The nations are in chaos and their kingdoms crumble. God's voice thunders and the earth melts. The Lord of heaven's armies is here among us. The God of Israel is our fortress. And then he comes to the end of that psalm and he says, Be still and know that I am God. What David is saying is that out of the life example and experience of Korah, there's a whole lot of shaking going on. He describes a scene of chaos and tumult. 
He describes the mountains being moved, the earth shaking, the waves roaring, the wind falling. He is describing a time of great shaking and great moving. There's a whole lot of shaking going on. And I submit to you that throughout this past year and maybe throughout this past decade, there's a whole lot of shaking going on. We have been shaken politically in a way that we've never experienced before. The upheaval not only of our government and this chaotic mess of politicians promising and not being able to produce party against party, sect against sect, but throughout the world there is this political upheaval this shaking of nations so that everything that is made or that is man-made is being shaken and on seemingly on the verge of collapse. War and rumor of war, political upheavals, everywhere you look from health care, however you think on that issue, there is this shaking, this uncertainty that we live in. And not only politically, but economically. We, we, we're all experiencing recession. We're all experiencing shortfall in the Oklahoma budget. We're all experiencing what's going to happen with the Oklahoma County Jail and maybe every homeowner in Oklahoma City paying another $200 a year in taxes. Economically, jobs collapsing, industries that we put our faith and our trust in shaken and crumbling away from Enron to General Motors, to Ford, to Chrysler, to banks and the mortgage system. There is this shaking and this crumbling and this upheaval. In our own lives, you've experienced it. But there's not only this shaking in political situations and shaking in economical situations, there seems to be the shaking spiritually. This spiritual upheaval in our own lives where, where the things that we had faith in and confidence in and assurity in seemed to be trembling. David described it like an earthquake. Like the pressure becoming so great the mountains would move out of their place. An earthquake would break around you. The waves would roll over you. There is this shaking going on. And where did he learn that lesson? From Korah. Oh, you remember the Old Testament story. You remember that there came that day that Korah and the other leaders in Israel decided that they would rebel against Moses. Now, Korah was from the tribe of the Kohathites. And the Kohathites were one of the tribes of Levite that were given to help the priests. And it was the tribe of Kohath that did the most spiritual labor of all. They carried the ark. They carried the presence of God. They were the singers that led people into the presence of God. And yet Korah rebelled against the word of God. And he rebelled against the will of God. And he rebelled against the work of God. And he set himself up above Moses. And when he challenged Moses, Moses said, if I'm chosen instead of you, God will reveal this in a way that's out of the normal. For if you die a natural death, then God didn't send me. But if the judgment of God falls up you in, in, in a spectacular way, in a supernatural way, people will know I'm the one God's chosen. And you know the story. Korah, but listen, 
and his descendants gathered outside their tent and in that moment God's judgment upon their rebellion fell. They had rejected God's will and God's word, rebelled against the work of God and the earth opened in an earthquake and they went, the Bible says, alive into the pit. There's a whole lot of shaking going on. And so what did David learn when times of shaking come? For you see, times of shaking comes in our life. Storms break upon us because of three basic reasons. Because of our own decisions. Now we understand that. We understand Moses when he decides to become a deliverer at his own time and his own way. When he misses the will and the purpose of God and sets himself up to be a judge only to fail, we know that the storm of the wilderness is coming because a man reaps what he sows. We know when Jonah hears the voice of God and refuses to obey and turns aside and buys a ticket to get on board the ship and go in the opposite direction of what God told him. We know the storm's coming. God prepares a storm. We know the fish is coming. God prepares the fish. We know that. We know that out of our own decisions, upheavals come. Storms, broken relationship. Because the wage of sin is separation. Not only from God, but from those that mean the most to us. And so we expect the earthquake and the shaking to come when we make the wrong decision. But shakings come not only because of our decisions. They come because of the decisions of others that we have nothing to do with. Can you imagine being a descendant of Korah? Korah is the one that's rebelled against God. Korah rebelled against God's choice, not me. And yet because I am a descendant of Korah, I'm standing outside the tent with him and the shaking and the earthquake, the overwhelming calamity is going to affect me because of his decision. Those are the shakings that are so hard for us to deal with. I didn't make the decision. Can you imagine Joseph when his brothers throws him into the pit? sells him to that Ishmaelite caravan, take him down to Egypt to Potiphar's house. He winds up in prison for 12 years for something he didn't do. He didn't make those decisions. His brothers did. Oh, it's those shakings that trouble us the most. Somebody embezzles the money. Somebody else did the deed and the company's bankrupt. The daughter makes the decision to sleep with her boyfriend. Didn't have anything to do with that. And now she's pregnant and the whole family is ripped asunder. The son goes out and, and gets involved in drugs and alcohol. And now he's addicted and the whole family is torn apart. Not because of our decisions. But because we're affected by the decisions of others. And the third reason the shaking comes is because of the attack of the devil. He wants to overthrow you and overwhelm you. Jesus takes his disciples and says, get on board the ship, we're going across to the other side. And all of a sudden there's this attack of the wind and the waves and the shaking comes and the devil's trying to destroy Jesus. But because you're on board the ship, you're affected too. And Korah's descendants are involved in the shaking because of the decision he made. 
And so David says, I've got to learn something from this. When all this shaking is going on and I can't control Washington and apparently you can't either, it doesn't matter that 60-some percent of the people don't want reform in health care. They're going to do it anyway. Doesn't, I can't control the tax situation. I can't control the forces of evil that are working this world, producing political chaos. I can't control the decisions that you make that cause storms not only to you, but to me. And so what do I do? I learn something. And David sang about it. You know the first thing he said? First thing I learned is that God is my refuge and my strength. God is my solid rock. God is my hiding place. God is my safe room. When the tornado comes and everyone else is scattered by it, I've got a safe room back here that I can go into. I'll let the tornado come. My son built a, a, a little thing in the middle of his garage that he parks his car over. But when the storm comes, he pushes that steel door back. And there's not much room in it, but it will hold him and the kids and my wife and I. And there is a safe room even in the midst of the chaos. I want you to know that in the midst of all the shaking, there is a rock that is higher than you. He is a shade by day and a defense by night and a covert and a covering from every storm. He is a, his name is a strong tower and the righteous run into it and they are safe. And Jesus said, I wanted to gather you like a mother hen would gather her brood under the safety and the security and the provision of my wings. And when everything else is shaken out of the way, underneath is the everlasting arms. He is the rock of ages. He is a refuge and a strength. And you know what that means? I'm not afraid. David said, I don't fear anymore. Let the shaking come. Let the mountains move. Let, the, let them be moved out of their place. Let the waters break over me. But I've got a refuge. I've got a hiding place. I've got a strong tower. I'm safe and secure. And so I do not fear. But he didn't stop there. In the middle of that psalm, he said, I've learned a second lesson. I've got a river. And that river makes glad the city of God. Oh, now you've got to understand something. Jerusalem doesn't have a river. It's never had a river. They had to dig the brook of Kidron. Jerusalem was always subject to defeat because the enemy could surround the walls and there's no river. There's no source of water. So David's not talking about a natural river. He's talking about a spiritual river. He said, I've got a river that never runs dry. I've got a perpetual river that flows through my city and it always makes provision for me. And when the shakings come, I don't faint because I've got an unending supply. And the Bible says even in the shaking, my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. He said, once I was young, but now I'm old. But I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor a seed of begging for bread. Delight thyself also in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. If God be for you, who can be against you? Hallelujah. So when everybody else is shaking, I've got this river. It's not a natural river. It's a supernatural river. It's a river that flows out of my innermost being. It is a river that flows from the gates of heaven. And if I obey God, He said, I'll provide every need that you have. And so I don't faint. Oh, but He said, I learned a third thing. I, I'm not afraid because I've got a strong tower. 
I've got a high, I'm, I don't faint because I've got an ending supply. But he said, there's one other thing that keeps me solid when the shaking comes is I have a revelation. You know what he said? Be still and know that I am God. Oh, you don't even have to say God there. What David really said is, I've got this revelation so I don't worry anymore. I don't fear, I don't fret, I don't faint because I've got a revelation. I'm not over anxious for anything. I'm not overly concerned when the earth's moving and, and the decisions of others have caused this chaos to break around me because I have a revelation of who God is. He said, be still and know I am. I am. That's all he needed to say. For David could say, I know who God is. I am Jehovah Jireh. He will provide himself a sacrifice. When you walk in obedience up one side of the mountain doing what God told you to do, I got news for you. God's coming up the other side of the mountain and when you get to the top, you will collide with that provision that God has prepared just for you. But he said not only that, he said, I know who he is, I am. He is Jehovah, the self-existing one that makes himself known. He's not only Jehovah Jireh, but he is Jehovah Nissi. He is the Lord my banner. And he puts my enemies to flight. And when the enemy comes in like a flood seeking to sweep me away and devour me, I am not fretful about it. I don't worry about it because he'll lift up a standard against my enemies and he'll put my enemies to flight. He's Jehovah Nissi. If you try to shake my body with sickness, I know who he is. I don't fret about that because he is Jehovah Rapha. I am the Lord thy God that healeth thee and none of these diseases shall be upon you that were upon the Egyptians because I am your healer. By my stripes you were healed. With my stripes you are healed. I am Jehovah Rapha. And when I'm wondering where I'm supposed to go, he said, don't fret about that. I'm Jehovah Rapha. I am Jehovah Reah. I am the Lord your shepherd. And I'll lead you beside the still waters. And I'll lead you into green pastures. And I'll anoint your head with oil and your cup will overflow. I'll prepare a table for you even in the presence of your enemies because I'm your shepherd. And then he said, don't be fretful because I'm Jehovah Shalom. I'm your peace. He is the prince of peace. And his peace that passes understanding. Oh, hallelujah. He said, I know something about God. Be still and know that I am God. He's Jehovah said, can do my righteousness. But most of all, he said, this is what I know. He is Jehovah Shema. He is the present one. He's not up there, out there, or over there. He's in here. I will never leave you nor forsake you, but lo, I am with you all the way even to the end of this generation. He goes before us. He comes behind. Underneath are the everlasting arms. He's got us surrounded. He says, lo, I am with you always. You know how that's constructed in the Greek? Lo, I am with you always. Lo, with you always, I am. That's the way it sounds in the Greek. Lo, with you always, I am. You know what that means? He's got you surrounded. His presence so, so he said, I don't fear, I don't faint, and I don't fret. So I can be still. When the mountains are moving, when everything's being shaken, 
when the waves are roaring, when the job's changing and it seems like there's not enough to pay the bills, when economically and politically everything's to be shaken out of its orbit, yeah, I can be still because I know. And you know what this term be still means in the Hebrew? It says let your hands hang down. Relax. It, oh, you're not, you're not like me. I'm, I'm one of those people, I can just get my hands on it. If I can just take hold of that situation, if I can get it in my hands, I can change it. Uh, anybody else in here like that? Yeah. And usually I make it worse. But he said, David said, I've learned in the shaking who God is. And because he is God, because he's Jehovah, because he's my healer, because he's my, you know what I can do? I can be still. I can unclasp my fist and let my hands hang down because he's God. And when all the shaking is over, I'm going to be on the rock. I'm going to be supplied by the river. I'm going to be in the hands of God. And they may be moved, but I'm not going to be moved. Guy was climbing a mountain. He's an experienced climber. Beginning of winter, sheer face of a cliff. And he's made his way about three quarters of the way up the sheer face of this cliff. When all of a sudden, in the afternoon, the sun is blotted out by the cloud. And while he's hanging on the sheer face of that cliff, he can feel the wind beginning to change from the, the warmth of the southwest breeze to the northeastern coolness, dampness, and rain begins to fall. Rain turns to sleet, and sleet turns to snow, and the wind picks up, and a blizzard is going to break, and he's too far up the face of the mountain to go up or to come back. And the sun begins to set and he's on the face of the cliff. The storm. You watch him as he reaches into that orange backpack and he pulls out some stainless steel pegs and in the, in the gathering darkness he begins to feel for the little fissures in the rocks, the little cracks and he, and he takes that steel peg and he hammers it into the crack in the rock and, and another and another and he takes a, 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 a nylon rope out of that backpack and he begins to weave it between those stakes and he takes this orange looking thing out of his pack and puts it around him and zips it up and with his last hand connects it to those ropes and lets go. And all night the shaking comes and the storm breaks and the wind blows and the blizzard beats. And when you see him you think, will he be there when the storm's over? When the shaking's done, and finally the darkness ebbs and the morning breaks and the storm abates and the sun begins to rise and burns away the cold. And you look up on the mountain three quarters of the way and there's this orange thing hanging on some ropes and a hand comes out, unzips the parka, undoes the webbing, takes down the stakes, 
and goes to the top. You know why he made it? He was nailed to the rock. And friend, no matter what shaking's happening in your life, whether it's your own decision or the decisions of others or just attack of the enemy, you're going to make it because you're nailed to the rock. And he is our refuge. And he is our river. And he is the revelation. And I can let go and know I'll be there when the storm's over. Father, I thank you right now for your presence. I thank you that right now you're here, Jehovah Shema. That right now you're my peace, Jehovah Shalom. That right now you are my supply, Jehovah Jireh. That right now you're the banner, the Lord of hosts that stands against my enemies. That right now you're my shepherd. I shall not want that right now you're my healer that no matter what storm or decision comes I will not be moved I'm nailed to the rock and I thank you for that revelation and that knowledge and I just wonder right now if there might be someone here you're going through shaking Maybe it's your decision. Maybe it's just an attack. Maybe it's maybe somebody else made the decision and your family's in turmoil. Shaken. But we have a refuge. We're not afraid. We have a river that never runs dry. And there's a revelation here this morning that He's God. He's everything you need. And you can be still and know that He's God. I just want you to stand with me right now. Hallelujah. We, we, we don't, I know we don't do this very often. But I just sense from our worship all ago, wrap me in your arms, that there was a sense in my spirit and in this place that some of you are going through the earthquake and the storm and the shaking and he wants you to leave here nailed to the rock being able to release your hands and let go and say I know who he is I am I am that I am whether it was your own decision or the decision of others or just an attack of the enemy. You need prayer right now that when the storm's over and the shaking subsided, you're going to make it nailed to the rock. And you just say in my own life, I need prayer right now for a shaking and a storm that's broken in my life. I'm going to ask you just to step out from where you are and come and stand here with us for a moment. And we want to pray for you. We want to pray for you that you'll be able to let go. Be still. Take your hands off. Let your hands hang down and know God is. I want you to come. God's Holy Spirit speaking to several of you right now. 
maybe some at home watching on the streaming video that you're there too and right there where you're watching you can just you can just let your hands fall to your side unclench your fist know that God's going to take care of your situation you're going to be there when the storm's over some other, someone else a family an individual brother Bob I'm, I'm going through the shaking economically I'm going through the shaking in my job I'm going through the shaking in my relationship I'm I need that river of this supply. Would you come right now? We want to pray for you. We want to pray with you. I'm going to ask Brother Woody to come and the prayer team members to come quickly. And as the Holy Spirit impresses you, there's some of you that you'd like to pray for these that are standing here. Would you come and, and minister to them too? God will put somebody in your heart. And, and you'd just like to come and stand with somebody and let them know that as he wraps them in his arms, you've got your arm wrapped around them too. And when all the shaking subsided, they're going to be there when the storm's over. Hallelujah. Father, we bring your people to you right now. Would you just raise your hands out toward these and join us in prayer? Father, we just bring these, your people, to you right now. You know what they're going through. You know the decisions that have brought them to this point. You know the attack of the enemy in their life. And right now, Lord, be their refuge. Be a rock that is higher than I. Be that safe and secure place where I'm not afraid. For I'm nailed to you. Father, right now, would you be that river? Lord, would you be that river that never ends, that makes glad the city of God? God is in the midst of her, and he will help her in that right early. Right on time, you're coming. Right on time, you're Jehovah Jireh. Right on time, you're going to supply every need according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Lord, right now, you're right on time. You're able to make all grace abound for you so that I have all sufficiency and all things might abound. I'm not stopping because there is a river. And you're flowing <laughs> like a river out of my life this morning in provision. Right now, I, 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 I don't fret. I'm not over-anxious about anything. I pray about everything. And everything by prayer and supplication with
been a privilege to have you join us for this time of ministry. To find more passion resources or to make a donation online, visit www.passionchurch.tv. Remember, you can't live without passion. 